welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and best friend in the world, Angelica. Angelica, how are you? I'm doing great today, Shannon. How are you? I'm fine. Happy to be doing this. As always. Always, always. Okay. So, last week, we started our first part of our fan- exploration into fandom. Mm-hmm. Fandom 101 part 1. Part 1. And this is part 2. Fandom 102. <laughs> exactly. It's the advanced class. You went through the first one. Next semester. Here we go. So, last time we talked about how like fans distinguish themselves from each other, like their fan colors and their names and all of that stuff. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about like advanced fandom. The kind of fandom that takes time and, and money and money and commitment um, to get closer to to be the best fan for your idol to truly be your number one fan exactly. So let's start with some official business. So there isn't all most groups that uh, have the have the fans to do so have an official fan club. Mm-hmm. Um, these are started by the companies, and they cost money to join them. Mm-hmm. Usually between like eight and twenty-five U.S. dollars for a membership. Um, but the thing about these is that they aren't. It's not an all-year-round thing. You can't just like go on a website and join a fan club at any time. Uh, most groups only open up their fan club membership like once a year. Or like in the example of Super Junior, in ten years of being having a fan club, they've only opened up membership twice. What? Yeah, so it's like exclusive. But what is the benefit of keeping your fan club closed? Because I think being in the because when you're in the fan club, you get perks, which I'm going to get into right now, which is maybe why they have to keep the numbers down because you can't make pr- these kinds of promises to uh. crazy amounts of people. So when you're Paying a paying member in a fan club, you are guaranteed priority at music shows. We talked mm. about music shows before and how they priority as far as like access to being in the audience. Yes, because okay. like we talked about on our music shows episode, they will move fan clubs in and out right. so that they are the ones in the audience when their group is on. And didn't you say that in order to like it's free to see these shows? So it's really so it's almost like Southwest like waiting in line to board, mm-hmm. like you get to be first in line. Right. But uh, I don't think it's usually first come, first serve. I think they do them like lottery style. Mm. Um, There are only so many seats. But being an official member of a fan club is supposed to get you like higher chances of getting picked for those music show things. Oh, okay. Um, You also can get like early tickets for concerts, not guaranteed concert tickets, but like an early chance at getting them. you can and you get a membership card, which is like a big deal, like a real like laminated, yes, like official. a real membership card. So like that's you know like a point of pride. Does it have your picture on it? No, but it's like they're like, like designed very nicely. You know, like like a real slick yeah. credit card. But oh yeah, it says I can that picture it in my head. I I was just curious if they were like <laughs> super individualized, so as to be like a Sam's Club member. Like it has mm. your picture on the card, so that no one else can can take it. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some. Companies like really go for it, and maybe or maybe don't. like a Six Flags uh, season pass. Where does your thumbprint attach to it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Amusement parks taking your fingerprints all the time. It's such so a weird. weird. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, that's like that's official fan clubs. Um, they're a thing, but like since they are kind of really exclusive, um, they aren't. They aren't the main way that I think fans interact. Like it's it's, it's like an, a level that you want can take it to. Yeah, and it's certainly not like an information highway. Like because they are official fan sites, this the company is truly responsible for them right. or fan clubs. I should say not fan sites because it's an official fan club. The company is the one that's in charge of it, and so they're not necessarily like giving you all the details of that idol's day. They're right. just like giving you an opportunity. It's really just. Uh, like it's probably pass yeah, really just thing. to cut in line for mm-hmm. stuff, I think, yeah. and to have that membership card to be like I'm right. a diehard. But yeah, I know that I'm carrying member exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know that like in all the time I've been in K-pop, that like early in my days, Shiny's uh, fan club opened up membership like at one point. Mm. Um, 
And I feel like it was super expensive. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I feel like $40 is what my head is remembering. But anyway, and some uh, another thing is that uh, some companies also have separate international fan clubs mm. um, that are different from the Korean ones because – you know, if you're an international fan who's joining a fan club and is not going to be in Korea at any time any soon, like, you're really just in it for the membership card. You're not going to get any of that yeah, cutting in line Yeah, you're not going to be the one that's at the music show. Right. So I think so, – so some companies do have, like, international branches of their fan clubs and try to, like, give them perks in their own special ways or whatever. Um, so that's official fan clubs. But another thing that I think have much higher – attendance rates or people use them more uh, are fan cafes. Um, and a fan cafe is just basically like the name of like a, for like a chat room, uh, essentially it's like a chat mm-hmm. room, um, but it's all on this app slash website called Daum, D-A-U-M. Okay. Um, and this is, that's existed since the very late nineties and it's just like, been the place where companies would have an official here's the official fan cafe and you join it and then like popularity was all decided on like whose fan cafe was the big who had the most members in their fan cafe um and the company will use it to like post post selfies or like announce concert tours um and then fans can talk to each other Mm. in them these are free to join and you can also a lot of companies use their fan cafe as the place to enter to get music show tickets okay they'll run them through there um and an interesting thing about these fan cafes is that they have there's a level up process so when you join as a free member it's like you can enter the raffles and you'll get to see the pictures but like the more you post and the more you interact you like level up and you can get access to like exclusive stuff or like so there's like, like a Scientology or a pyramid scheme. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. There. It'll lure you in to be more and more involved. Yeah. And one of the things uh, about like the fan clubs that we were talking about before, when you pay to get into a fan club, it automatically levels up your fan cafe oh. account. So you don't have to go, you like get leveled up because you paid. So would you say that like, so there's the official fan club, mm-hmm. right? And then the fan cafe is kind of like the online presence of that fan club, yeah. like w- the official place online for this fan club to like go, yeah, and I chat I, about their group. I think like this is this uh, this website is pre Facebook, but I think it's sort of like that, like having yeah. an official Facebook page and you like join it and like that's where you get the stuff and talk to other fans. Gotcha. Like, but the thing that's interesting about fan is the down fan cafes is that the big three don't participate in them anymore. Oh. Uh, they haven't for a long time. They run all of their own fan cafe type stuff on their official websites. Oh, okay. So that's a fan cafe. First vocabulary word, fan cafe. Second vocabulary word, fan site. Because, like, there are fan cafes, those are official, and then on the other side of that coin are fan sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I right? Because fan sites are unofficial. They are unofficial, and they are a really big deal. So let's get into what a fan site is. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like, uh, it, oh, it's just like a website for fans, but I, it's really more meant – as it's like a term for it's not just a website it's like a person an incredibly dedicated person or groups of persons but usually a single person who has an idol that they love and they're like okay i'm going to drop everything buy spend all of my money on fancy camera equipment and follow them around the world mm-hmm. and take beautiful pictures of them everywhere that they go um, which I know on the surface sounds really, really creepy. Yeah. But I think it is one of the most like interesting things about K-pop that I think fuels this crazy fandom is that you get so much content. There's so much to see. If you like love an idol, you can see so many more pictures of them mm-hmm. than like – it is the, the access that is granted through these fan sites, I think, is what truly sets them apart, not only from like other fans of other things around the world, but also like from the fan cafes or like official fan club 
websites um, is that like sometimes those fan cafes or the official websites, they don't post that often or like they're not going to post pictures of that idol like getting off the plane in Hong Kong so that you know they made it there safely or whatever. (laughs) Um, But this fan site will. Like the fan site will be updated pretty much as often as that idol like steps outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's I agree. Like I was reading an article about it today and at the beginning of it, it does seem super crazy because you think about the level of dedication that this person or small group of people need to have to this fan. Like they truly give up their life because like these, these idols have truly crazy schedules. And so then this is a person town crossing the country, the world all day, every day. And like all hours of the evening. And it's just, they, they're so busy already. So then you have this like quote unquote normal person who's not an idol or in the music industry or a celebrity in any way. And is like following them around, not on the idols payroll, just like following them around to document everything that they do. And that seems really crazy. But one thing that I find interesting about these fan sites is that one of the reasons that they do it is to sustain the fandom because this is how, especially for international fans, if you want up-to-date information or if you want like some way that's going to be that you can access because you're not in Korea, you don't speak Korean, like you can access this fan site and it's just so much more like understandable um, and a lot of times it's just pictures. It's just beautiful pictures with Mm -hmm. a caption of like where they were and what day it was, Mm -hmm. which is what I think is one of the greatest things about when I see like a massive like fan site post go up on Tumblr. It'll always be like today or tomorrow because yeah. like Korea's ahead and then you like you know it's like oh that there they are right now mm-hmm. and I what you said like you feel like oh they're they're safe they made it because a <laughs> lot of fans like pictures are taken at the airport true most of them are and so like there's like a quote from the article I read which honestly I don't even remember where it was from now but they said like how especially the beginning of these fan sites it's kind of at the beginning of like the internet and Mm -hmm. so um, a lot of the official websites are not going to post constant photos of their idols but like these fan sites were able to like turn the airports into runways and like so now airport fashion is like a big deal um, in the K-pop idol scene like because you're going to be photographed Um, the other thing I was going to bring up so like from the um, international standpoint, like one reason that these fan sites work to like sustain the fandoms is that it they do, and as we'll talk about in a moment, like organize fan projects. But before they do that, they also make it a little bit easier for fans to communicate with each other. Like especially these international fans, like you can go to a, a fan site and then um, like – be connected with fans from all around the world, like especially as one of the reasons we started this podcast is because like you and I love K-pop, but Mm -hmm. we don't know that many people like in our day-to-day life that are interested in K-pop. But then you go to these fan sites and you can be connected to people in so many different countries and continents all over the world that are also interested in this thing that you like. And one really cool example of this is that in Shiny's last world tour, Shiny World 5, it was their first world tour where they had North American dates, Mm -hmm. but they were not going to be selling or providing the official light sticks at the North American shows Mm -hmm. because they, like, weren't going to have all their merch, whatever. Um, And so there were, like, a lot of documented cases where especially Shawls from Japan – sent light sticks to the North American fans that were both in the U.S. and in Canada um, so that they could have official light sticks at the concert. And they sent them to them for free. Yeah, that's so lovely. It, like, builds a community. It definitely does. And that is the thing I was going to get into next, which is that the way that these fan sites sustain themselves and sustain the fandom um, is that they usually take all of these amazing pictures and videos that they are getting all the time and they make calendars and DVDs Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. Um, And then all of the money not only goes to, like, help the fan site administrator, like, keep taking pictures, but usually the money just gets turned around for, like, gifts for that idol Mm -hmm. um, or fan projects. Like, let's do fan projects first because idol gifts is, like, a whole other A whole other shebang. But usually these things are, like, concert-based 
and they are to surprise the idols on stage. I know I've seen this in shiny concerts, like on their concert DVDs, and there was an example we found in an article about this happening for infinite once, where all the fan sites for like the different members all get together, all pool their money, like we're all going to do this thing, and they get like banners printed out that will say something like lovely and beautiful, Mm -hmm. and they'll pass them out to everyone secretly outside, and they keep them all under their chairs. And then at like the last song that's usually, you know, like a ballad where everyone's walking around and looking at the crowd, they all like unfurl their banners, like all of them, mm-hmm. and then like everyone all, cries. Yeah, all the tens of thousands of fans, like suddenly every single one of them has a banner that's like, we'll support you forever, and like the idols are crying, and the fans are crying, and you at home streaming it illegally is crying. Yeah, like. everybody's, everyone's all worked up, um, and it's really beautiful. Um, fan projects are very nice, and they often end up uh, surrounding birthdays. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a whole huge thing that happens, like, all over the place um, is, like, special birthday stuff. Um, And one of the popular birthday things is to use, like, all of the advertising space that is all over Seoul. Um, I know when I was there, I saw birthday ads on, like, you know, those the flags they hang from like light poles, the little uh-huh. like vertical banners. Saw a couple of those for like someone in EXO whose birthday it was, like lining a street. Um, and then like big, like side, side of bus ads. Um, the like changing LED ads that are like all over the subway that, you know, like rotate through different things or whatever. And, you know, like a fan club will just like put the picture of their idol and it'll be like, happy birthday, like love your Philippines fans or whatever, mm-hmm. or love the Busan chapter of your, they leave, they just like put these cute, they like spend all of their money on like billboards to be like, happy birthday, we love you. And it's really adorable. And it was fun to see them everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. look at all the birthdays and all these people who have fans that like love them. Yeah, and, like, how fun for an individual – I mean, how fun would that be to just, like, walk down the street and all of a sudden all the billboards are telling you happy birthday? That's neat. Yeah, it's super neat. Um, another, like, birthday fan project that I remember hearing about, and it caused a little bit of a stink last year, which was on Chanyol's birthday. Um, a bunch of – one of his fan clubs got to – or fan sites got together and, like – got like a couple hundred balloons or something and they went out on a bridge and they like sang happy birthday to him and then they let the balloons go uh, and everyone was like, hey, why did you choke choking birds for Chanyeol's so birthday for the not- environment? Yeah, so everybody was like really pissed at them because that is a meaningless gesture <laughs> and bad for the environment. Can I talk about the one that I that I researched because that's truly like the greatest birthday gift. And okay, something that is yeah. Let's get into like some crazy like birthday and otherwise gifts that idols have been gifted yeah. either by fan sites or international fan clubs. Like these things come from all over. I know mm-hmm. I have participated in a couple of fan projects. For a We Got Married couple, I'll get into that another day. <laughs> um, but we organized on a forum. Like, mm-hmm. so there's, I mean, people are organizing all over the place, but idols get the gifts that fans give to their idols is kind of mind blowing to me. And this just might be like another cultural difference. Like, I do not imagine that Justin Bieber's fans are buying him watches. Like, he can buy his own watches, and I don't – that doesn't seem like something – I don't know. Maybe I it does. I have no idea. I mean, I would assume that, like I, – I think it does happen in the sense that, like, um, celebrities do get gifts because, course, like, people know from, when their birthdays are. But they're from individual people, not from, like, an organized group of your fans that, like, raised money collectively. And, like, maybe that money came from all over the world. Um, yeah. Like, that I don't think happens. I guess I just, like, am, I would be absolutely blown away by the idea of, like, a bunch of uh, suburban teenagers pooling money to buy Ariana Grande a Valentino jacket. Like she yeah, I have, can I have no idea. But about that happens. K pop fans mm-hmm. buy their idols like extravagant luxury gifts, yeah. which is so crazy to me. 
Because they're rich people. They should be getting that. They're celebrities. They should be getting that stuff for free. And there are several (laughs) examples where, like, um, I mean, one thing that I think is sweet is that, like, if you organize, for example, um, like, Sehun, the maknae of EXO, um, like, his fans previously have given him, like, Yves Saint Laurent and, like, Givenchy, like, clothes and stuff like that. And then you can see him wearing it. Like, you know, you – pull together and you buy him this expensive jacket and then the next time he's at the airport you like see him wearing it and that's like a very sweet sort of like acknowledgement um from the idol to their fans but and Sehun is an example of this there are also many idols who today like have come out and said like please don't give me gifts anymore like instead donate to this charity Mm -hmm. or like instead of sending me a gift like please um, do something kind for a person in your life or whatever like they'll sort of there have been a variety of idols that have sort of made the official announcement of like hey I can buy my own Givenchy (laughs) jacket like why don't you go donate to a charity instead Um, but a point that I want to get on really quick before we move on with all of with the our list of like crazy fun gifts fan gifts um is that idea of the fan being able to see the idol in the thing. And I think that is the intention behind a lot of fan gifts. And it kind of, it, it seems to have always been. Um, so I'm really upset that I don't have this, but I went to a K-pop museum in Jeju-do in Korea. And there was a room that was like about the history of K-pop. And they had this one wall that was like a timeline of like fan gifts throughout the ages. And I swore on my life I took a picture of this wall mm. to remember because this podcast has like sort of existed as an idea for a very long time. So I've been like gathering research for a very long time. But I couldn't find the picture mm. of this dang wall. But things that I remember from it is in the early days fans would – um uh, get make origami star jars. Have you ever heard of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing that I think is like very popular among like adolescents in Asia. Like you make origami stars, like a hundred or a thousand or whatever, and you fill them. And once you fill a jar with it, it's like it grants it grants you, you a like wish. Make a wish on it, or, or you something. give it to yeah. the person you have a crush on to be like, this is how much I've been thinking about yeah. you. I made all of these stars. Um, so early K-pop fans would make origami star jars for their idols to be like, I thought about you while I folded every single one of these. Um, and also a lot of stuffed animal giving. And I know that comes up in, uh, Reply 1997. I'm not going to stop talking about this drama. (laughs) It's important. Go and watch It's important to the history of K-pop. They cover a lot. But I know there's an episode where they're doing, like, a tour of H.O.T.'s dorm and Yunji's character is, like, waiting to see if the bear she gave Tony is on his bed. And it is. And she, like, loses her mind. Um, So it's, like – and I think that's a thing that continues to this day, like, no matter what the gift is. If you ever see any kind of reality show where, like, an idol is giving a tour of their house, there will be a lot of weird – art, like – giant portraits of themselves and you'll be like why do these people have so many like giant pictures of themselves and they'll be like really big fans yeah so because like their fans give them things and then they like have to put them up Mm -hmm. because their fans like gave it to them and the fans want to see like it's there like that thing that we you know we all scrounged our lunch money together and we bought him that thing and like look he kept it yeah it makes people feel nice yeah, I wonder how many idols are like, ugh, now I have to put this fucking thing in my house. I know. Like, <laughs> I feel Especially like it if makes it's a portrait of yourself. Like, right. ugh. I feel like it makes them feel – I would feel vain if I, like, woke up and my living room was covered in pictures of me. Yeah, I, I definitely if – I, if I was an <laughs> idol, I wouldn't want – those kinds of gifts I wouldn't want to have, like just pictures of myself. Like if you were right. giving me something to put in my own house, like I don't know, give me actual art or like a knickknack or right. a stuffed animal to put in my bed or something. But like, sure. Um, a new trend in fan gifts uh, that 
has come into being in the last little while is ordering a food truck. Mm. Um, or like a coffee cart or yeah. something. I know in the old days, the way that they did this is you would just like order a whole bunch of box lunches or pack a lot of box lunches and then get like stickers printed out that again have a picture of the idol because mm. they have to look at their own faces all the time. <laughs> and then, you know, a message like love from your whatever fan club. And then you have it delivered to the like music video set mm. or whatever. So like everyone so, gets fed and it's like, it was from me. Yeah, you're like feeding the entire cast and crew of whatever it is that they're, whether it's a drama shoot that they're on or a music video or that they're filming, whatever it is. Like you as the fans on behalf of this idol, like you want to make the idol look good, so you feed every. Yes, and so the new way that this is being done, I I have no confirmation of this, but I believe there are companies that are now only in business to do this. I would not be surprised. Where they show up with like a blank food truck that has like coffee and like tokboki or like whatever, like some kind of snack and some kind of drink beverage. And then like the space on top of the van where like and the spaces on side where it might you know you might have a menu or the name of the truck it's like posters of again of that idol we love you from your fan club enjoy the coffee Mm -hmm. um but the trucks are blank and it seems like they just exist to like switch out those posters and be like of course like what a lucrative business that would be and then like all the fan clubs have to do is like get the posters made which is truly not that difficult to do and then just like boom boom like done yeah done and done personalized coffee cart you're yeah. welcome. So that's that's like a new trend. All right. So I think that covers the most basic of fan gifts. We're getting food. Mm-hmm. We're getting expensive clothes. We're getting cute memorabilia. So now let's take it. Yeah. Over what the is some top. crazy stuff that people have been given? I, I really only looked up one, um, and I think it it takes the crown. Yeah. Um, go ahead. It truly does. This when I read about it, I was like, "This is why I love K-pop because nothing <laughs> in the world is as magical is as magical." Like, period. Done. End of sentence. Um, okay, so Sehun, oh Sehun, uh, from EXO of X of EXO. His birthday is on April twelfth, and for his twenty third birthday last year, two thousand seventeen. The Chinese fan site, Warm Wind, um, they purchased a piece of land in Scotland uh, in Sehun's name specifically for the purpose of giving him the title of Lord. So now you he is legally and officially Lord O Sehun, Lord of Glencott Woods, Glencu. <laughs> I don't remember. I can't read my writing. I oh, think it I, says Glencott. Glencoe. I couldn't tell if that was an E or a T because my handwriting is shitty. But um, <laughs> so he has an estate known as Glencoe Wood. Uh, it's in Highland, Scotland. I read the deed of it. Um, it's not very long, but it is very official. <laughs> and do you know how big the plot of land is? Is it like two feet by two feet it's one square foot okay it is one square foot of land he is not allowed to obstruct any roadways that may possibly ever go through the land but it is legally uh owned by lord osehun that's so fun i know i love it it like truly was the best it's so funny that's super great um a couple other ones uh uh, an NCT Viet- Vietnamese fan club uh, bought a star for NCT to commemorate uh, their uh, their debut day, um, and then a lot but of. But is it for all of NCT, or is it just for NCT U or NCT One Two Seven or NCT Dream? I don't think those things mean it. I don't think those things mean anything. I'm just anymore. kidding. I'm just making a joke because <laughs> NCT is such a I know. fucking mess. <laughs> If anybody out there has any idea what's going on with NCT, tell us. But I don't think anyone knows. Okay. Anyway. um, Another thing, like we mentioned earlier, like idols asking asking for fans to donate to charity or just being charitable people that their Mm -hmm. fans then want to continue that. Um, I know a trend that started a little while ago. um, There are these like very specific type of bouquets that are like displayed at Korean events, like at weddings and funerals and openings of musicals or whatever, where it's like you put wreaths on like an art 
easel. So they like go mm-hmm. down and then you hang a big ribbon over it that has writing on it. Yeah. Kind of like those crazy like horseshoe bou- bouquets that you might see at like the Kentucky Derby or like some enormously elaborate wreath that you see at, like a funeral. Right. I feel like that's usually where you see like walls of flowers. Yes. So a trend started a little while ago where if say your idol is like uh starring in a musical now at the opening night of the musical, the fan club will get instead of in previous years where they might have bought like 30 of the biggest bouquets to be like, look it, we love you the most, they'll get one bouquet and then on the sides of the bouquet stack bags of rice, like big sacks of rice to donate to charity to be like, look, Oh, we got all sweet. of this. Like, here's your bouquet to say we love you, but like, also here's all this stuff we're donating in your name. Wait, but do they actually deliver the rice to the? Yeah, meal? and they stack it up next to the bouquets. It's part of the display. <laughs> so who's responsible for taking that I rice and then giving it to the charity? Because what if it was like, here you go, Idol. Now take all this rice to the charity. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Idol's like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm sure the fan clubs are taking care of all of it. It's I'm just sure the display sure of it all. Are. But um, that's kind. So then there have been, like, even bigger charity projects. It's definitely very common to, like, just donate a lot of rice or to make, like, a donation to a charity uh, in your idol's name. But, for example, uh, for Block B's fourth anniversary, their fans donated a well in Cambodia. And it's called the Block B Well. And it's, like, a well in a neighborhood. Um I know that G-Dragons fans uh, or Big Bang fans have planted multiple, like, orange groves uh, Mm. for him. Like, they're very little. It's cute. It's, you know, just like 10-foot, 10-foot spot of land with a bunch of little baby orange trees in it and a sign that's like, these are G-Dragons orange trees, like, from his fans. It's really cute. um, Which is really cute. Um, Let's see. Another one. TVXQ. uh, One of the members, his name is Yunho or... You know, you know, <laughs> because that that's his thing. It's like you, letter U dash K-N-O-W. And oh, then his yeah, real yeah, name yeah. is Y-U-N-H-O. So it's like, you know, you know. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get but it. But apparently you have to say both. Because remember last year at KCON, we went to that booth to buy – to enter that like raffle and buy those little exo buttons. Uh-huh. And that lady was like, and you can enter a drawing to win you know, you know's hat. And she said it twice, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I didn't know that that's, like, you have to say it. And I saw an old episode of Running Man with him, and they kept being like, you know, you know. That's hilarious. Okay, that's not the point. The point is that he— (laughs) What is the point? The point is that he loves charity. (laughs) Um, You know, you know. You know, loves you know, you know, loves charity. Did you know that you know, you know, loves charity? Um, but because of how much he loves charity, his fans have uh, built two libraries in Korea uh, and one in China, like children's libraries that are like the you know libraries. And then he went to uh, Ghana for a TV show mm. like that was called uh, Road for Hope. And he did like a TV special like hanging out with little kids in Ghana. And his fans were like, oh, my God, like. We want him to make a difference there. So they literally built a school, the Uno Education <gasps> Center in Ghana. That's so cool. And, like, that school is beautiful. It's for those uh, for those of you who can't see it, <laughs> all of you who can't see it, it's, like, white with this beautiful blue wooden double doors and, like, um, bright blue, like, trim. It's a really beautiful school. And that is just – that's truly incredible. Like, these – I mean – uh, to be totally honest, I don't even know who this idol is. But um, the fact he's, that he's – You know, you know. Don't you know him? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know, you know, you know. Um, anyway, I don't know him. But uh, the fact that, like, his fans raised money to truly make a difference in some small community, whether you know, you know, has been to that community – before or not, like it doesn't matter if the people in that community have no idea who mm-hmm. you know, you know is. Um, but they have a school. They have now. a school. They have a library. Like that's I. I don't know. I mean, how can you hate some? It's just making the world a better place. Like it's so kind. It's just humans. I don't know. Being nice in the name of something that they love. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, it's really cool. Like the way that these 
you know, K-pop fans can get together and like mm. make and get stuff done. Like whether that stuff is buying an expensive luxury coat or printing 15,000 banners or building a school in another country. Yeah. Like, that, that takes concentrated organized effort from like a unified group of people all working together toward one cause and like whether that cause is as silly as like buying someone a Cartier watch or as impactful as building a school in Ghana like that's amazing yeah it's really neat um so k-pop fans are just they can they can be the best um not always not always but like in this I said can be they to, can be yeah. <laughs> In this episode, we're talking about the light side. We'll talk about the dark side yeah. later on. We're talking about but, cool fans, and this is some cool fan shit. Yeah, I mean, I think to speculate as to, like, why or how this sort of culture developed, I feel like there are probably social and cultural aspects and contributing factors to it that personally, like, I don't feel I have any place to speculate about because I've never been to Korea. I don't speak the language. Like, I don't know why. Like, the only thing I know about Korea really is K-pop. So I don't want to, like, theorize really like I don't know anything about it right um, I have theories I can get to them yeah but I think like just from the like w- my own personal western point of view as an international fan like it just seems fundamentally nice mm-hmm. and I think like that's what draws me to it and what I find so heartwarming about it is that like from the fan perspective like this is an artist or a group that you are very connected to like this this person or this group their music and what they make is important to you like as a fan you can create really significant emotional connections to that person because like you you turn to music in a lot of different points in your life, like whether you're having a really great day or you're having a really bad day, like you, there's something that you put on to listen to, to like deal with whatever Mm -hmm. it is that's going on, whether it's happy or sad. And for a lot of us, like that can be a specific artist. And so then you like sort of rely on that person. And so to be able to then turn around and like, like you want to be able to support that person the way that their music and their art has supported you in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to send a thoughtful gift and then like see the idols wearing it or have the idol take a picture of the flowers you send them on Instagram or whatever, it's you see it and it's just so, so personal Mm -hmm. that like my, from the little fangirl in me that like would write letters to like, Whatever people that I loved, whether it was like, fine, Um, (laughs) whether I like wrote a letter to Christina Aguilera or like NSYNC or I'm not going to lie, I wrote a letter to Daniel Radcliffe once because a little 11 year old me loved Harry Potter so very much that I wrote him a letter and I never heard back. I wrote Natalie Portman letters and birthday cards too, and she didn't write me back either. Right? But. Especially because I feel like I had heard, like, through the grapevine or, like, through the MTV, like, lies that if you wrote to a fan club or, like, you wrote to the, like, you were going to get an autographed picture back. And, like, I feel like my, like, nine year old self knew that if Christina wrote me back, it was going to be, like, probably not really her. It would be, like, a form letter. But mm-hmm. I still wanted but you the autographed picture. And, like, I got. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And so to like know that there's this beautiful fandom where you can. I think that's another like really important aspect to K-pop fandom that that definitely separates it from Western artists like for sure, which is what the idols are giving back to their fans. Like they spend so much time like on live internet stuff, Mm -hmm. like talking to people and they – I feel like answering live questions and like they do like the V live app is like a, it's essentially like an Instagram live like stream where, um, they're just sort of like live on camera and they'll like answer your questions in real time. Or, um, like there's a messaging app called Kakao Talk that, Mm -hmm. that, um, is very popular in Korea. And there was actually, I just read the other day, uh, Tim Yoon from Shiny. He went in when they kicked him out for breaking the rules. They kicked him out twice because they thought he was lying about being himself. Well, the first time they kicked him out is because it was a picture only Kakao Talk. That was the rules. You weren't allowed to type words. So he posted a picture and then he was like, Hey, it's me. And they booted him because no words allowed. <laughs> then he went in the second time and no one believed it was him. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. But so like how adorable and fun yeah. is that? Like you can go and you can actually like. There's a lot of interacting, time. which mm-hmm. I know is like sort of becoming more commonplace in Western uh 
celebrity because of the evolution of, of social, social media, media that everyone could be around all the time. But I think like back in the day, like all like K-pop idols were also just very like present. There isn't any of that like you know, uh, putting on the sunglasses and running past the paparazzi and like, you know, like don't talk to me. Like mm-hmm. there's very they like have to be yeah. there. I mean, there are of course examples in which like from the airport or something like they just sort of need to be like shuffled from one place to the next. But they, but there is I think a a different kind of concerted effort to like step out and like say hello because again a lot of times the people that are taking photographs of them are like people for these fan sites. They're not paparazzi. They're like fans. Right. That was a, uh, I feel like I'm getting all over the place in this episode, but like the fan sites are an interesting thing because I think a lot of them are also given access that mm-hmm. like other people don't. Like totally. a lot of idols know who their fan site people are. Mm-hmm. They find, you can watch fan cams where they find them. They find them as soon as they get on stage. Like yeah. there's my, there's my guy. And they like make sure that they're acknowledging that camera because they know where the fan site is. Yeah. And some companies have relationships with their fan sites and give them travel schedules mm-hmm. so that they can be around because it's like it's free it's free promotion that they yeah. don't have to do and it's and it's truly an employee like a personal assistant that they don't have to pay like yeah. it's someone that's volunteering to like it's essentially a personal photographer that you don't yeah. have to pay yeah and uh, I couldn't find the name of it I tried so hard to find the article because I saw it like four months ago and then couldn't find any of the details but uh exos kai has a fan site operator who like takes some of the best like k-pop pictures that anyone's ever seen like stage pictures like beautiful stage pictures and people always love when exo is at like those compilation like music bank in philippines because sometimes other groups get beautiful pictures from kai's from fan site manager person. because like she'll take pictures of the whole show and they're like the best ones um, so they're like really cool. Um, one quick fan site, uh, fun fact that I didn't mention before. Uh, Jane, a member from Momoland, who we've talked about a couple of times, was outed a couple of weeks ago as being the former fan site, uh, operator for right. Infinite, an Infinite <laughs> fan site. Um, which is super, super yeah. adorable. Like, I also read somewhere that, uh, a good chunk of fansite operators end up being like expats, um, or Koreans mm. or students at Korean universities. Oh, yeah, I read that too. Um, cause they got like passports and like mm-hmm. nowhere they to be. They can travel. So they can, they'll, they'll go around and like do all of that stuff. Yeah. I think that's all that I like wanted to cover on this like deeper level of fandom stuff. But I did want to take a minute at the request of one of our listeners. We love our listeners. It's so great that so many of y'all have been like reaching out to us. Um, So our listener, DJ Peter Lowe, who is also on a K-pop podcast called The K-Pop Cast, uh, he sent us a message and asked if we had any thoughts about how – like how we might posture that this K- this very specific version of fandom that has mm-hmm. like come from K-pop, if we have any ideas of where it came from. And I don't know any of this for sure. I feel like if any research has been done, if anybody's written any papers, they've been in Korean and I probably won't be able yeah. to read them. So this is just pure speculation about things that I do know, like in a in an analyzing pop culture and how it works kind of way. So here are a couple of my theories as to why K-pop fandom is as intense and specific as it is. I think one of the first reasons would be that South Korea was one of the, like, earliest adopters of the internet. Um, the government made it a, a priority that, like, they should have super fast internet and everyone should have it. So, like, in... concept. Yeah. So, like, in 19... I know... I can pretty much guarantee we did not have internet in my house in 1996. Like... Oh, we did not. 1996... Oh, no, for sure. I remember getting our first computer in 1998... Okay. Yeah, but at the beginning of these, like, of HOT, Sex Excuse, all of this, like, modern generation one K-pop, um, the internet was everywhere in South Korea. If you didn't have a computer in your house, they have these things called pishibangs, which is, like, just like a computer cafe where mm-hmm. mostly people pay vi- play video games, but you could definitely but go you, get on a chat room or It's whatever. essentially just, like, a room filled with cubicles that have computers in <laughs> and them. And you just and rent you, one and eat Yeah, snacks. you, like, rent by the hour. 
to use the computer. And it, like it's not specifically to play games. It's just to use the computer however you want to use the computer. Right. So I think as K-pop, like in these days that K-pop was like coming to be, there was, there was internet. So there was a way for fans to connect with each other and get as organized as they were. Um, because it didn't take as much, it takes like minimal effort. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason I think also comes from the size of the country. Um, that's what I was going to say. You like- can drive across the whole thing in five hours. So, yeah, it's smaller than Ohio. It's not very big. Wow. So Shannon and I both grew up in, I'm originally from Texas, but Mm -hmm. Shannon and I both grew up there. So like the idea that like it takes you five hours, I'm from Austin, takes you five hours just to get to Dallas. So like the idea that driving across Texas is like nine hours. So if you could drive depending on which way, yeah, I mean, (laughs) certain ways it takes like 14 hours to get all the way across. So where in, if you were like, at a, say a teenager in Ohio at the height of NSYNC time and NSYNC is going to be playing on the tonight show. It is hundreds of thousands of dollars and so much time to try to get you to the tonight show. Oh However, Korean teenagers could just pull their bus money together and get to Seoul and like get to go see these things. Like it isn't that far away. I truly just heard my like tween <laughs> fangirl heart like shatter like glass and just like tinkle down into the bottom of my soul. The idea of like how easy it would have been to see anyone I ever could have wanted. Right. <sighs> yeah. So I think that's so all sad now. <laughs> so I think that access created a really specific fan culture that then started spreading all over the world, which I don't think that they thought that it would. Sure. Um, another the beauty of the internet. Right. Global. Another thing I think that contributed to it a lot is just that the first groups out of the gate started a massive fan war. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think in a pure like capitalism stance, because it was a thing back in those days that like there's uh, they have these things in Korea that they call stationary stores and they just have like pencils and pens and candy and like cheap toys. It's like a store for it's like where kids go after school and like spend the whatever, lunch money they didn't spend they or have, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so the stationary stores started carrying like HOT three ring binders and HOT pencils and sex keys rulers or whatever. Oh yeah. And they would sell out of them. And I think this mass, the, the fan war of it all and wanting to be like, I'm on this team mm-hmm. was making everybody a lot of money. So I think the companies had stake in continuing the tribalism of this all of being like, these are elves and like you're an army. Like if you put- totally, it's all the merch. Like, yeah. Get, get your one direction backpack and your hairy binder and like your Nile pencil bag. Right. These are examples from when I like from <laughs> students of mine from years past. Like that shit doesn't really happen anymore. Like mm-hmm. nowadays, none of my kids have anything remotely related to like uh, an artist of any kind. But like four years ago when I was still teaching fifth grade, like there, One Direction was really big and almost every girl had at least one piece of merchandise that had to do with their favorite One Direction. Like whether it was a backpack or a spiral or a pencil bag, like they had something. And now, I mean, it's probably just because like we don't really have that many popular boy bands today, but – Because that's – that like, well, yeah. So cynical capitalism, like teens buy things. Josie and the Pussycats, teens (laughs) are the ones that have the the expendable income, Mm -hmm. right? Like they don't pay taxes. They don't have to pay rent. Like they just – they babysit. They mow lawns. They got cash. Right. So – that's I think that's the other like final point as to like why I think K-pop fandom is so crazy and any kind of fandom like this tends to be crazy is that like the passion of an adolescent girl is unrivaled. Oh, like 100%. And I think that like people shit on tween girls a lot as like being frivolous and dumb, but they def but they like shake up society mm-hmm. like what they care about matters even though people dismiss it as dumb like this whole enormous like machine that exists now of k-pop like started because there were like middle school girls who were like i like this group and the other ones being like Mm -hmm. i like this group and it just turned into organized and they got together and they opened a fucking school in ghana (laughs) in dedication of their Teen crush. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me that tween girls can't change the world? They already have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
So, Peter, that's my that's my like some posturing. I don't I can't confirm any of yeah. this, but these are some theories I have as to why it the, might be so the, different. The beauty of K-pop fandom came from the the beauty of tween girls. Yeah, that's what I think. And then and then just the tiny like cultural differences and the small mm-hmm. country and the access to the internet, I think. And as as everything else capitalism. And capitalism, you know. Selling mm-hmm. stuff makes everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So that was part two of our fandom episode. Part two. Part two. And we will be right fandom back. Fandom 102. <laughs> fandom 102. We'll be right back with our K-pop random game. All right. We're back. This week we have a group that it took us a while to figure out how to pronounce, but we're going to say mm-hmm. it right. It's between. Between. It is spelled like beat. Win or two be words. a twin? <laughs> no, it's not spelled like that. It's not four separate words. It, three separate. B a twin. Those yeah. would be three words. It's two words. <laughs> beat. B e a t space. Win. W i no space. It's one. Nuh-uh. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's between. Um, beat win. Between. But it is. But it's pronounced between. Between. Um. So there. When did they debut? Uh, 2014. Okay, but this seems uh, too present, still currently active, um, but seems to be a bit of a, a troublesome, troublesome group in the sense that, uh, they're from a small company. Mm-hmm. And, um, originally it seems they started with anywhere from like five to seven members. Yeah. They have five, they have five former members. They have currently still two members. Um, they've released two EPs called Insatiable and Come to Me. And their fans are called Trophy. Yeah. We talked about that last week. So they do have a fan name, yeah. a fan club name. Um, and since we discussed fan cafes today, we can explain uh, what's up with their current members. Yeah, um, it said, uh, an article we found said that uh, in December of 2017, it was announced on their fan cafe that two members had left. Mm -hmm. And shortly after that, another one said, I'm leaving the company and I'm joining the unit. That sad reality show that we mentioned. And it seems he has already been voted off of the, that he was voted off early. Two of the members. So like the fan cafe announced that two of the members were leaving. One of them went onto the unit, has already been eliminated. Uh, then a third member said that he's also going on the unit and he's still on the unit. He is still on the unit. Yes. I th- I believe. Okay. Unless I misinterpreted that. that this article, article is three months old though. So, oh, so he might not be on might the not unit have made anymore, it. but he was at the time. So anyway, they started with, Perhaps they started with seven. They did have five as of December, and now mm. they only have two. Yeah. And it looks like one of the members who left also joined the group is now in the group Top Dog. Which I think has significantly more success yes. than between. I, I've at least heard of them, Same. and their company's a little bigger. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I have any of their songs, but I at least know who they are. Yeah, so I don't know much. I don't know. There's not much to say about Between other than they've. Yeah. We keep, it's fun. I, I feel like this game is fun because we find out the extreme opposites of K-pop, of like the groups that are crazy successful and ones, and the that, ones like, that, that just struggle yeah. all their existence. But um, so their most viewed on YouTube is a, a music video called Rising Sun. Uh, it is not from either one of their EPs. It's actually a fairly new um single released on December 9th of 2017. So this one does have all five of the former members. And currently this group only has two. So if they've released new music with just the two members, it doesn't, it doesn't appear appear that that they have. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Well, let's watch this video. Rising sun. Here we go. Is that a man singing? I think so. It's a man group. I know, but that voice is... We did not look up the ages of this group. No. I could tab over, but we'll miss some music video. But they're no, just no, no, walking no, really slowly down an alley. Like, slow-mo down an alley. It's a... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what a mullet! I oh need 
Holy I need shit. everybody who's listening to this to pause the podcast right now. I know you probably don't usually watch these videos along with us. I need but you to see what is happening God, right now. You need to look this up right now. <gasps> oh, that oh poor baby God. looks like he has a dead raccoon on his head. That hair is so, hair is so frizzy. And this dude doesn't fit in at all with his slicked hair. <gasps> he looks like 10 years older than all of them. Oh, no. I wonder if this is trying to be like a very styled, like if they're trying to do the 80s or something, but I don't know that I it's working. It is not working for me, I have to say. I also feel like these looks are very severe for such a soft song yes like this is like a nice sweet song and they're like sulking in slow-mo down an alley like they're looking to fight someone yeah they look like the jets like looking for the sharks ready to cut someone yeah i wouldn't like they look like they will all have knives Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially the one with the dragon jacket or tiger jacket uh, that's one of okay, those really in their 20s. Okay. Does the do you think that's real or do you think those are bad extensions? Uh just guessing. They look like bad know. extensions to me, but I don't know. It could be either, truly. It's hard to tell. I wonder if they dance. I don't think like, they're going nothing to. Nothing is happening. They are literally just, just walking <gasps> down. The- is that a, did you see that guy's giant oh pants? Oh my god. Oh They're no. like giant skirty p- Oh, key change. And now they're screaming. This music truly does not this, fit the visuals what? of this. He looks at so all. He's like distressedly taking his jacket off. Are they oh, being man. are they possessed? Is that guy doing cocaine off of his fingers? Nobody Why he keeps keep doing like that? licking his lips. Yes, and, like, and putting his fingers like up to his nose his like mouth. he's been doing cocaine. Like he's like tough and he's getting in a fight. Uh, I'm sorry, but these guys look like tools. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, they Why are, are gonna you fight. fighting your own members. Now they're fighting each other. Yeah, those look like bad extensions. I Yeah, 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 for sure. Man, this is a little This is painful. depressing. <laughs> and it's the same alley. Like they didn't even go anywhere uh-huh. else. No, they walked really slowly down this. I think this is I alley. think this is a symptom of, you know, tiny tiny companies mm. who don't have any money. Man in red turtleneck should really like go back to work. Wow. Because he doesn't fit in with this street gang at all. Well, that's uh that was between that was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that they all find success and happiness somewhere, but I totally can see why this. Yeah, I can see. I can, <laughs> I think I can see why this didn't work out. Yeah. Oof. That was a bummer. That was too bad. Yikes. But you know what? We can't all be winners. No. That's Even true. Even if we have win in our name. Yeah. Be, be twin. Maybe if you pronounced it the way that it was spelled, right? Then you, then like it is, yeah. That's why I wouldn't be in such dire straits. Between, okay. Anyway, so that's between. There we go. That bummed me out. I'm sorry. Do you have? (laughs) Well, in in a happier note, do you have a recommendation for this week? Would that make you feel better? Across the table to get my notebook. No, you go first. Okay. So my recommendation this week is going to be a nice and current one. Um, our gals Mamamoo came back this week, uh, and they have a new song and music video and album out, and the single is called Starry Night. Um, and the music video has, like, really incredible visuals that I'm all about. Um, everybody's wearing, like, denim and fringy leather and, like, Native American jewelry and, like, patterned shirts and cut-off shorts and boots, and they look like you know, like Southwest Coachella. Um, but then there's also like, it looks like they're on another planet. Like they're on a cool beach and the moon is way too big, like in, you know, that kind of way. Um, so the visuals are really great. And the song is like kind of chill. Um, I really enjoy it. So that's my recommendation. Mama Moose Starry Night. 
Um, I will stick with a, a current recommendation, um, current-ish, I guess. Uh, yours is definitely more current than mine. But um, recently, this week, I purchased uh, Boa's new album, which is called One Shot, Two Shot. Um, Boa is spelled B-O-A with the B and the A both being capitalized. Um, this is a 2018 album, so it is like fairly recent. Um, the album itself is called One Shot, Two Shot. But my favorite song off of the album is called Recollection or Recollection. Um, I don't believe that it has an, a music video or a performance mm-hmm. of it because it's not one of the lead singles off of the album. Um, I do three of the songs off, on the album, One Shot, Two Shot, Negadola, and Camo all have music videos. They're all great. I do love all of those songs. But personally, my favorite song is called Recollection. And so um, that's my recommendation. I really enjoyed the whole album. But that song in particular is my favorite. Awesome. That's great. Those are good recommendations. Cool beans. Well, thanks for sticking around to here. As always, guys, y'all are the best. Uh, If you want to send us a message or follow us on social media, which lots of you do, and it's so nice, um, you can find us at AMA K-Pop Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, um, our Tumblr page where we put all the links for every episode so that you don't have to go looking for all this stuff we talk about mm-hmm. com. and if you have more to say that won't fit in a tiny uh, social media reply box you can send us an email amakpoppod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you yeah don't forget to send us your biases we're yes, still we've trying got, to make a list we've got a pretty good collection of biases I think we're going to be able to do the episode soon so if you want mm-hmm. to tell us about who you love the most and why uh, send it now so that we can get you in for that episode um and yeah we'll see you guys next week thanks for tuning in as always y'all are the best bye tongue on your inspiration